This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Swordfish. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the tentacled, live, ganglia-ridden, tumultuous, corpulescent Justin Waddell. How's it going, Justin? It's going okay. Did you say live or live? With live. Live. Okay, good. Good. Does that word come up often for you? Live? live? Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when I'm meeting new people, I, I describe myself as that. Like, watch me as I move around the room. So you should put on your business, on your business card. Yeah. I wonder if there's a live.com. I'm sure there's gotta is. be, right? Oh, yeah. what's, that's a wild site, I bet. I bet you it's got people in panties, you know? If there's not a live.com, we should snap it up. I think it's probably taken, and I think it's probably very soft core, if it is. You think so? So what you up to, man? What you walking around doing? You know, just, you know, just doing it. Uh, we got a new puppy. Did I talk about that yet? I don't know about it on the show. It's a nightmare. And so the puppy, you know, it's very bitey and, you know, it doesn't know how to behave, really. It's very cute, but I keep saying whenever it does something bad, I keep saying uh, not cool to it. That's not cool. And it doesn't doesn't register. Unfortunately, in dog language, you're saying drum ghoul, which <laughs> mixed signals. It is um, a very cute all puppy. All puppies are bitey, though. They, 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 all my I babies know, were bitey when they came out. I know they're very bitey and they're just trying to play, right? They're just trying to, although she keeps trying to eat my blood. Um, <laughs> what is her name? <laughs> it's, it's Mist, M Y S T. <laughs> like the game. And it was, uh, it was, that name was handed down to us. Like the Broderbund game. <laughs> it's his middle name, Broderbund. I didn't care for the name, but my kids love it. So. I, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll have a dog named Mist. If we were to pick through that litter, would we find the seventh guest and maybe the eleventh hour? <laughs> the best part is, I finally got next to the idea that this dog was named Mist. I finally was like, all right, I'm I'm down for it. And then they in, <laughs> informed me it's M Y S T after I had already <laughs> got right with it. So I had to I had to redouble my efforts. Oh, you took him to- away from a family so you could respell it M I S S E T. You know? Oh, yeah. It's a dang cutie. How about you? What do you What have you been up to? I am a traveling individual. Yeah, you're in usual. the you're in Florida right now. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, hustled ass to my hotel to get this, uh, so the listeners aren't deprived of the best. You seen any uh, shenanigans down in Fort Lauderdale? Spring break time, right? Come on now. Uh, I have seen uh, very little. 
I saw very bad parenting at the airport. Mm-hmm. Couple, couple let their kids run around on the uh, luggage uh, belt. Hmm. Didn't do anything about it. They thought it, they, they they were looking around to see if people thought it was cute. You know, like mm-hmm. they had that beaming parent thing. Like, look at how my kids are cute. Like they're doing a cute thing. I wish the belt started and went 100 miles an hour and they all died. <laughs> Send a kid into the wall like one woman hit him. I uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I you know I always thought that thing looked like a fun a fun ride. The the luggage uh, carousel. Mm-hmm. I always want even in this old ripe age of mine. I still dream of jumping on that thing. Did McLean ride one of those at some point in Die Hard? I'm sure too. Wasn't Probably he? Too. Was it? Wasn't he scooting down one of those? Die Hard Two is like a is like an airport expose. They go all yeah. they go all over the airport in that movie. They do. You know, I haven't seen the terminal, but I bet you that's got some airport shenan. You haven't seen it. Mm-mm. I've never watched it either. That's the Spielberg joint, right? Is, is Tom Hanks from a, a real country? Or did they make one up for that movie? I have no idea. It's based on a true story. Yeah, it's probably why I didn't see it. I don't want to be inspired ever. It's funny, though. I, I I could see on the plane, talk about the duality of man. Mm-hmm. The seat up to the left of me, guy was watching 1917 or whatever that movie mm-hmm. is called. And then up into right. the up into the right, somebody was watching A Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Both one take. Someone dipped back into that one, huh? That's yeah, like they, a, had to, they had to have it. Mid nineties, at this point, maybe maybe even early nineties. And I and I and I pulled the guy's headphones off and said, "Is that a Spike Lee movie?" Just ripped his headphones off and like screened it to his ear. He's like, "No, I don't think so." Martha Coolidge. You should, you, you should have said you should have ripped his headphones off and said, "This is when Catan was at the top of his game." You know, yeah, dead serious. Um, do you read that Catan book that came out? Chris Catan, he had an autobiography that came out recently. It's called Have You Heard of Me? Did you read it or did you listen to it on an audiobook? Those are the only Is it choices. really a book? Yeah. The dude got a book deal. He did? Okay, no. It's a call. You didn't read it? No. Heaven Catan Wait, I believe is what it's yeah. called. I have no idea what it's called. But it's, uh, you know, believe it or not, it's about his SNL years. It covers some of that. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Um, you know what they call that? That's in a, a special genre. It's one of those Hollywood tell none books. <laughs> I do have a little bit of hot goss on Chris Kattan. Yeah, let's hear it. You used to date Jennifer Coolidge. As in the Mrs. Stifler? Yep. Well, she's she's pretty cool, Jennifer Coolidge. She's I like pretty her. Pretty cool, but uh, she engulfed him. You think so? He was, yeah, he was runting around underneath that squirm. You know? It's like trying to get a foothold, just like kicking and screaming on his way into the mountain. Trying to locate the lie. I cannot find it, but I just think she's a a kind of a comedic genius, old Jennifer. Love her. Yeah, subtle. Subtle, too. Yeah. Great deadpan. It's either deadpan or Botox. I can't tell, but it's it's working. (laughs) No, I think she's fantastic. But, um, you know, Catan was lucky to be uh, in her presence, I'd say, because, I mean, it's Chris Catan. What's what? what's the movie he was in? What's the House on Haunted Hill? He had like a comedy where he was like a, it was like it was like one of those named comedies. Like I don't know, uh, Corey something or anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, but I was saying, speaking of deadpan, mm-hmm. what's your favorite Robin Williams movie? Oh my god, <laughs> Corky Romano. Oh my god. Corky Romano got his he got a starring role in 1998 Night of the Rock. Is that is so he like a hairstylist or something? 
maybe. And he's like, it's like, I think it's like a mob comedy. The great Vanessa Shaw and that Peter Falk, Peter Berg, Chris Penn, Fred Ward. What a cast. Uh, like this is a perfect movie. movie today, though. I'll, I'll be getting real deep on this one. Yeah. So, hey, guys, it's the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We watch a film through cataclysmic, completely steroid eyes, and we bump around until we get the finesse, and the stucco comes out of us, and we kind of put our fingers through it. We ride each other up and down the street, <laughs> take a hairpin turn into Knowledge Town, uh, and we uh, find out what makes or breaks. We share it with the likes of you, the listeners. So if we were talking about Ask the Dust, we wouldn't talk about the scene where Colin Farrell asks the dust, hey, what's up? We talk about the little moments. Ask the dust. Is that is that based? What's that? What is that uh, based on? I'm sure it's based on a book. I think Salma Hayek's the star. Well, no, Colin Farrell's the star. Well, she's in it. But all I know is I went. I went to a movie. I remember going to a movie back in the old days, mm-hmm. and I was. I think it was a press screening at a, at like a Fifth Plaza or whatever. And I'm sitting in the theater, and the movie starts, and the credits don't come away right come on right away. Mm-hmm. And when the credits do come on, it says "Ask the Dust," and I realized I was in the wrong theater, and I missed the beginning of whatever I was supposed to be seeing because I was watching so you, the slow ass beginning to "Ask the Dust." Is this a? Is it Bukowski? Is it based on his writings? Am I wrong? I don't Ask know. the Dust. Charles Bukowski. I'm. I'm. Yeah. yeah thanks. Thanks. You don't need to tell me his first name. Is that a? You have not made no. It's a John Fanti. I don't. I was wrong. Did you? You didn't make a. Uh, I'm proud of you. You didn't make an Avengers joke yet. A Thanos joke about acid dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be awesome if if um, Thanos was a kiss off line like after he snapped and then everyone turned to duff, dust and someone said what happened and he said acid dust. <laughs> You dumb yeah. bitch, you know something yeah. like that. Or if like if people are at like uh, they're at a Guns N' Roses concert, and they're like, oh, it's Dust McKagan because he died. He did not die. In when the snap happened, I'm saying he was one of the extinguished. <laughs> I didn't even think that Guns N' Roses would would fall prey to the snap. <laughs> I wish they'd fall prey to any and snap. I don't think Duff McKagan's part of that outfit any longer. You heard it here first, people. That's that's knowledge that you've had rolling around inside you, all wet and What are some clammy. of the other band names? There's a, obviously Slash, but there's another guy that was like one of the primary songwriters. He's no longer there, too. Axel Rose. No, he's, of course he's there. Uh, Matt Sorum. Mm-hmm. Bonnie Bedelia. <laughs> she kind of looks like Axel Rose a little bit. They got... They're She's both fiery talented. redheads, right? Both fiery redheads. Fucking awful. I, why am I? You think you looking up Chris Kattan's bad? I am like the the last fan of Guns N' Roses. I, I hate them so much. And I'm looking at him. So you must be talking about Izzy Stradlin. Yeah, yes. Which is, I think he's one of the primary songwriters. He left a long time ago. Which is a quote from, uh, it's a quote from The Accused. <laughs> So uh, think they ever do, me, think they ever do a sequel to that? I think they should. Jodie Foster think? was talking about that movie recently because she's been in the news a little bit. She has a new movie coming out, so that she's been interviewed and she's been talking. She was on Mark Maron, and they were talking about that movie. It was interesting. If I if I was if I was given the opportunity to interview 
Jodie Foster, I'd say, hey, your character from the accused, think she would have been snapped into dust or would she have made it? Like, I bet you she's got a take, man. She's like, not only does she get turned to dust, she didn't come back. She had a wild ride, Jodie Foster. She's been she's been at it for a long time. One of the good ones. She's good a lot of the time. What, what As a director, like she's good some of the time. She got a little Tate. Her. You got the Beaver. I don't really know what else she did. She did Home for the Holidays, which I love. Little Tate's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's that little kid though. That little kid looked like a Comb Fior. It's been said. It's been said before. Let me zoom in on Jodie Foster. You want to talk about mm-hmm. somebody whose mouth moves very little when she's when she's talking. Yeah. She has a very efficient mouth. Not a lot of uh, muscles being used, not a lot of wasted energy. It's actually a, quite a zoom. Yeah. She's yeah. like a she's like a Nintendo Wii character, you know? Just like <laughs> circles or circles or dashes. It's all she's got in her. It's been said. <laughs> so what's your relationship with swordfish well it's been renewed unfortunately <laughs> i thought i broke up with this movie a long time ago and it's back it's back uh a blast from the past nick it's a movie that i saw went probably on probably on dvd or something when after it came out i didn't see it i didn't partake in the theater experience but the only scene I remember is the blowjob hacking scene. That is it. I don't remember anything else before I watched it this weekend. How about you? Saw it in the theater, owned the DVD, seen it at least five times. Jesus Christ. And let me add to it two more viewings. So now seen it seven <laughs> times. Why have you watched You don't like this movie. Why have you watched it so I much? don't like this movie, but it's so funny because every once in a while, I just want... You know... I, I have this I have this horrible affliction where I will revisit movies. You know, there's this weird I don't know if you have this situation too, where as you get older, you start to think, I, I might not see that movie ever again. And usually one has the common sense to think to realize it's a good thing. But not me. That's why I rewatched the weirdest shit lately. I just rewatched the dumbest I, weird. I don't I guess I don't I guess it's kind of the same thing. I don't do I don't think I'm doing it because of uh, fear of death or something, but I do do it because I'm like, I, I, I want to remember the, the feeling I had when I first watched it, or I forgot a lot about it. You know, and if it's something I like, of course I'll just watch it cause I like it, but um, I don't go, uh, Oh fuck. I could die tomorrow. I better watch swordfish. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, part of it was that, that explosion at the beginning of the movie was so hyped and I remember when I saw it in the theater the first time, it was I was pretty riveted, even though I, I knew better. And there was something. I wanted to see something about this movie. And then having seen it twice in the past few days, I don't remember what that might have been because it didn't show up. The Holly Berry nake nude scene? That was a no, big seller no. for this. She did Monsters Ball right around the same time. And that was, uh, that was a fuck fest. So. Movie I did not see, actually. It's uplifting. Yeah. Uh, I'll zoom in and say, I think Billy Bob shoots himself in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, it, how that's how it starts or it ends. I, that ends. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He shoots himself in a simple plan too. Does he? I oh, somebody, maybe he makes his brother him. shoot. He might make his brother shoot him. I think he makes Paxson shoot him. 
It's actually a really good performance by old Billy Bob. Both of them are great in it. May I zoom in? Yeah. Egoless. That's why I heard about him. Oh, he was the elf in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I did read a piece on Orlando Bloom's uh, diet today. He was you sent me a weird, Yeah, you sent me some shit, yeah. and I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it. Just read it and weep, I guess. I was waiting for a punchline, but it just looked like it was a we- just... The whole thing was a punchline. It, he was he was interviewed talking about his his you know his skin and hair um, upkeep, and then his diet, which was just sounded insane. But of course, he looks amazing, so I can't make fun of him. I was eating like you know Cheez-Its earlier, so are those good for the nails and hair? I'm not sure. Do yeah, they? yeah. I was. I actually mm. they gave me some on the plane too. Um, on my way into, yeah, I had uh, two Richie Tozers. And I think I had a, a Beverly as well when I was a little cute snack. <laughs> I would have been perfect for the it too that we did. We did do that on there here, right? That'd have been perfect. Um, yeah. Product tie-in. Yeah. We all crunched down here. Yeah. So, so, Hey, it's swordfish time. And if you would, please tell us the denizens of this film. It's a big cast. This is 2001 film. Uh, directed by Dominic Senna. Is that how you say his name? Sure. Written by one of your favorites, Skip Woods. But starring John Travolta, Hugh Jackman, Holly Berry, Don Cheadle, Tate Donovan. I got to say it with relish. <laughs> Sam Shepard, the playwright, the, the, the now deceased playwright, Sam Shepard. Vinnie Jones. I'm going to keep going. William Mapother, Tom Cruise's cousin. Mm-hmm. Zach Grenier. Uh, Gren- Grenier, hell yeah. And Tim Decay from Carnival. Who did oh, I leave out? Uh, that's plenty. Zach oh, Gren- uh, Grenier. Dre DiMatteo. Dre DiMatteo. I did leave him out. Um, uh, Zach Grenier, or however you say his name, was just really good on Devs, that, that okay. limited series that came out. I, he was. He, I only know him from Fight Club, to be honest. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I was cold sweating it when I was watching that movie because um, I've interviewed a lot of people over the years and I never had a chance to interview Sam Shepard. Mm-hmm. And a burning question I have that's going to die with me, unfortunately, is Sam, would it kill you to comb it forward once? <laughs> Can you comb that shit forward once? You like the slick back look? He has the permanent, permanent Dracula hair. I can't. I can't get mad. Well, I mean, you're supposed to disappear into your characters. You mm-hmm. know what's funny? Here's how bad this movie is. I started to focus on the the dental work that each actor had. Wow. Halle Berry, she got crowns, right? Um, oh, Hugh Jackman, same. John Travolta doesn't. He's got rotted, rotted teeth, but he he talks in a way that you very rarely see his teeth. So he's got it mm-hmm. nailed down. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I can keep going. Keep going. The different teeth of people in Swordfish? Yeah. Man, that's a, that's a fucking op-ed column waiting to happen. Quit stalling. Jackman's daughter fucked up in teeth. Betty <laughs> Jones? Sam Shepard looks like a fucking diseased rat in his mouth. Yeah. Benny Jones, well, he's got a fa- he's famous for his teeth in a Guy Ritchie movie, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Bullet Tooth Tony? Mm-hmm. They're fine. They're fine. I mean, for a British guy, they're fine. He's all right. You know who's got a beautiful set is Tate Donovan. Yeah. It's a beautiful set of chompers. Yep. That's why he, on Twitter he goes, 
he goes uh, by is it at teeth that's tate donovan's well, account yeah um well you, you I don't, i'm sure you know this right um, what his nickname is the dentist dream yeah i do know that no they call him they call him um they call him the zoo yeah that's his nickname because his teeth because he's filled with enamels yep how dare you disparage this man's name formerly married to this is this this show is sunk to a, a new low. You're lying about Tate Donovan's teeth. Who do you used to marry to? Jennifer Aniston? I thought it was Sandra Bullock. Is it Bullock? I can't remember. Let me see. Let me see who Tate had in the past here. You know why she you know why she divorced him? Bad Tate? Little man Tate. Oh god. Tate Donovan. Sweet little. Oh, you're right. Sandy Bull. They're they were named they're they were married for four years. Oh my god. I'm sorry, they weren't married. They were partners for four years, but you know who else he was partners with? Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh really? Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, we both got it right. Tate Donovan, a little bit of a ladies' man. I mean, that is pedigree. He's 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 cozied up to. Yeah, I mean he he's kind of fallen in the same path as the lead singer of the Counting Crows, Adam Duritz, who Sucks. He had like a bevy of ladies that he uh, he was a serial dater, Adam Duritz. That's true. I mean, him and T- Tate Donovan just cutting a swath through Hollywood. There's a lot of those swordsmen out there, that those guys that you can't believe have dated some of the dates they've dated. Swordsman, huh? I don't know. Maybe Tate, wonder, Tate Donovan looks like a, doesn't look like an actor, you know, necessarily. He looks like if you took, um, I'd say if you took Ken from Barbie. Right, and mm-hmm. shoved him through John C. McGinley. It's a wild, it's a wild zoom. He's in Rocket Man. He's still out there. He's still getting roles. He's ageless. So the premise of Swordfish is ridiculous, but it is the number one hacker in the world is not available. So the number two hacker in the world is recruited by a bizarre uh, person who does stupid shit. And sucks. <laughs> and the law gets involved. People get blown up, and then a weird shit. Is that fair? Yeah. So uh, he's recruited by a a bad guy that you know, in a prototypical bad guy fashion, and movies wants to really ultimately do good. So he is going to do bad. In order to get enough money to then hopefully do good, which is eradicate all terrorism, all attacks in the United States. Uh, Before he does that, he needs to attack the United States. You know how it goes. Yeah, this is some this is kind of Bond villain territory, I guess. The, The bad guy is Gabriel, played by John Travolta. He smokes really weird. Travolta, yeah. Describe his look, Nick. Describe this. He's got a nut duster on his on his jaw. You know, like a yeah. little landing strip of nut dust. You know, he's got <laughs> dyed hair turned like shellacked back in a Vader. You know? Is it like a page boy haircut? I couldn't really figure out what it is, you know. 
it's like Anton Chigar or whatever his name is, sort of, right? That kind of hair. Uh, to an extent, it's it, it but it's so yeah. it's so manicured and quaffed, like it, it wholly intentional. Chigar seems like a guy who just does, is too lazy or doesn't care. This guy looks like he 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 actually made the decision to have that look and then had that look without anybody in his so, circle of friends stopping him. So I think what you get whenever you hire Travolta is you have a character that is really pretty one note and bland, but Travolta brings all sorts of flourishes to it. So he probably brought the weird hair. He probably brought the, uh, the air that landing strip. You're talking about goatee. You know, he, he still acts like Travolta. He still acts the same as in every movie, but he does have new, uh, you know, touches that he puts to these characters. I want, you know, I wonder how, how weird it's ever gotten for a Travolta character. You know, like I, what, what is the weirdest thing he's done with a for a character? I mean, from Paris with love. I don't know when he tried to give me a back rub. It's another time. He did know. try to give you a back rub, that which I would have accepted if I were you. Did you say no? He turned it down. He wanted to give it to me on his plane. And was he flying at the time? He's a pilot. I know, but I was at a hotel interviewing him. I wasn't going to take my body to a plane so he could put hands on me in support of Ladder Forty Nine. <laughs> he said he wanted to rub your back on his plane. He said, "Yeah." He, he's like, "You should get. You should come on my plane." You get? Did you get hit on by John Travolta? I think he wasn't picky. Pretty cool. He's like, "What about a front rub?" What's your favorite Axel Torvalds movie? This one has got to be. <laughs> he's still killing it. Like, he, so he plays the world's number one hacker. I think. Unbelievable. The, and he uh, is immediately apprehended at the airport. After trying to make a half-hearted escape, the um, the authorities have been clued into his arrival to the U.S. He's not supposed to be on U.S. soil, and they apprehend him, and they take him to interrogate him, and he shit talks them because he's a badass hacker. And then he, what does he do? What happens to him? He makes it. <laughs> uh, bad guys invade the police station very easily, and then shoot him in the head and his lawyer who Don Cheadle has been abusing this whole time. <laughs> yep. lawyer, he thro- At one point, Don Cheadle throws his lawyer against the wall. That it's obviously a set because the wall shake. And then he kind of slaps him around, the lawyer. Which is but all of, Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. All of this is preceded, though, by the opening to the film where John Travolta gives a monologue about film, about movies. Yeah, yeah he says, uh, you know, the pr- what the problem with Hollywood is? And then what is it, Nick? Swordfish. No, they, they they make shit. He says that's that's oh. what this is how Swordfish starts out. By the way, um, and then he goes on a long dog day afternoon monologue talking about that movie, which I guess is Skip Woods, the writer, aping Tarantino. That's the only thing I could figure why they would do this. You you, you pronounce raping wrong. <laughs> Skip Woods and, was like this guy that came out of the. He, he did that movie Thursday and had some notoriety. Yeah, your and boy then, Aaron Eckhart's in that, right? I, th- I think it's a Tom Jane, isn't it? Or maybe I it is Eckhart. Eckhart. I think it's Eckhart, yeah. There was a period where those guys were almost interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just he was one of those like hot writer kind of guys for a while. And then we see this 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 very famous opening scene that I guess the whole movie exists because of where a, uh, a series of uh, people are hooked up to these bombs and one of them goes off and blows the, uh, everyone away 360 degrees. And ending with the worst CGI ball scene. With the Hugh Jackman. It's a ball bearing and Hugh Jackman's face is reflected in it. And then it goes back four 
days earlier. Right? Yeah, here's how bad it is. That CGI mm-hmm. ball happens and it's awful. And then the, they whip pan to Don Coscarelli going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I just uh, don't understand. So they wanted to do a Matrix thing, I guess, like at the beginning of this film. And it, it was like you said, it was a big selling point of this film. Like it, it was a huge effect shot where this bomb goes off and these ball bearings shoot out everywhere. And they, and they, you know, and all these cops are getting flipped over and all, all these people. These these cars are getting sh- windows are getting shattered. It looks terrible. It has not aged well. Was it cool at the time? The early two thousands were so bad. Yeah. Late nineties. I mean, there's so much. Then again, there were some movies that had great CG, and there's no excuse. But it's funny when you're talking about that scene where he's interviewing. He's being interviewed by Cheadle. They're talking about. He's talking about Travolta. Travolta's character to Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Torvald says he exists in a world beyond your world. Yeah, and the next, and then immediately cut the John Travolta totally walking in the world. <laughs> like, I do. I wrote that down as well. Um, did did you talk about uh, Hugh Jackman's domicile? So he's got, of course, Hugh Jackman um, is this very successful hacker. You later find out has a good heart, and has been in prison for a while, and is out. <clears throat> And he's no longer, he's given up hacking. Doesn't hack anymore, can't hack anymore, not allowed to. So he lives in a rundown camper, I guess. Okay. And then he's playing golf. Like an oil field. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, yeah, it's like a Michael Bay scene, right? It's like, absolutely. Yeah. And so then he's playing golf on top of this thing. He's, you know, because he's in wherever he is. It's like, like, think of post apocalyptic landscape. He's in a trailer. He's on top of this trailer getting golf balls at zombies, sort of. But the, then there's none of those zombies around. It's just it's just him doing it. And what is he wearing sand. while hitting golf balls? I mean, I can't remember. Shorts? It's the it's it's a, it might be the most infuriating thing about the scene. He's wearing a goddamn towel. Is he like he like is he's he, just oh, gotten he's out of the shower and he's, he's topless. Got a, yeah. He's got a towel around his waist, barefoot, hitting golf balls. The most cliche tryhard, you know, character in introduction. They got to figure out a way to get the beefcake on there because he's supposed to be a hacker. And, you know, Hollywood can't cast a normal, like a person that would look normal like a hacker. So they cast Hugh Jackman and they want him to look amazing, right? And so instead of, he's going to later be in a purple t shirt. So they have to figure out a way to get that shirt off, right? I guess. So that's how they do it. They just do it right away. It's a huge dumb. And Hugh Jackman is a, a huge mistake. So it's bland. A mis- it's, a, it's a miscast for sure. He's not, he's not a, Bad actor, but he's not right for this. He role. is okay mm-hmm. in limited doses and specific things, but I think he is. He is, you know, people that complain about like Chris Hemsworth or His Excellency Army Hammer or whoever it may be being like these empty, empty suits that people put in. Like, actually, a lot of people say that about, you know, like a Chris Pratt, where they just put these pretty stiff people into roles because they're they're the guy the guy of the moment and hugh jackman was sort of like that for a while and i know he's a song and dance man and he's more versatile this was right after wolverine broke he kind of came out of nowhere so no, this is his this is his his capital that he got from x-men right like he's spending he's he's trading up he's a movie star now and then he decides he's gonna make this and kate and leopold back to back and then he then he does the x-men sequel then he's like you know what guys i got this van helsing next you know, he's lucky he had the X-Men movies for sure. He's, yeah, he, I mean, you think about how many careers would have been stymied by that. Yeah, I mean, he, 
he's had one dud after the next that's not X-Men movie. So he then he did The Fountain, uh, a dud. Actually, he did The Prestige after that, which I do like. It's good, but it wasn't a big hit. But, I mean, this is a guy that's super famous and hasn't made a lot of good movies. Like, he almost hasn't made any good movies. Like, seriously, if you look at his career... He's barely made a good movie. Like his the first X Men movie is not good. The only one is that's good is X Two. Well, you like Logan. I do like Logan. Yeah, yeah. And I like actually like the Wolverine too. Yeah, those are but, fine. I, mean, Nick, I, I listen, can't. Listen. I can't bring myself to watch The Greatest Showman. That thing looks like the the worst. All right, I'm gonna go through this, and you're gonna you're not even gonna believe how horrible it is. All right, so I mentioned all those Van Helsing, right? Yeah. He's in Scoop, which I believe is a Woody Allen film. Prestige is good, right? Yeah. Deception with Hugh McGregor, is that right? I don't know it. He was on he was in Australia. Baz Luhrmann movie that no one likes. <laughs> He's in Butter. What? <laughs> I guess it's not the he was finally like in Les Mis. Like that, that kind of people started liking that. He's in Prisoners, which is pretty good. Prisoners is very, that's his best movie. But then he killed it. He was in Chappie. Pan back to back. Yeah, his. It's never really. He's never really had it. He hasn't had a very good career, I'd say. But he's charming as hell. So that, that gets you pretty far. He's fucking bland. I, I mean, he's lucky that. You remember when he's like, um, this is the last. This is the last time I'll be Wolverine. Like he said it a few times. He should never have said it. Well, I mean,. This is yeah. This is an ill fit for him. He does some very, very, I guess, superficial acting. He he really doesn't scratch at all beneath the surface. Granted, this movie doesn't deserve much, but you can see Travolta's well, having at, fun. So this is a big problem because he he's a hacker in this, right? And he doesn't, you know, obviously doesn't look the part, doesn't act the part. He's supposed to be a little bit of a scumbag, I guess, in a way. Like he's supposed to kind of be. I mean, look, he look who they cast as his ex-wife is Drea De Matteo, and she is so hateable in this, and he's so likable. There's no way they were ever together. It doesn't make any sense that they were ever, that they were together, you know, because he doesn't play it. He just plays Hugh Jackman, super charming, you know, good natured. Like he's just, you know. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I hope he's bland. He's bland. Mm-hmm. Wears a purple shirt throughout this. What do you think? So Halle, Halle Berry shows up. Halle Berry is ginger. She shows up at his horrible house and is sexy and you know trying to she's recruit. She's chewing him. on a Twizzler. That's how she enters the scene. She's chewing on a Twizzler. She has. She's a wearing red fresh later on too. Um, she's wearing uh, red leather. Yeah, she looks very good. And she does. And then she shows him how to hit a golf ball, and it's awful. She, her, her grip, her hands are apart. Her swing, she bends her, her arms. This is it's, it's so bad. And then, of course, the ball goes a billion miles. Very Could they could get like a consultant? Could they get somebody to make it look at least legitimately? There's nothing worse than watching sports in a movie and, and the people looking so asswards. Like, like John, well, they don't, John they C. Don't Riley. Show her, and, they don't show her swing. They, they show do. her. They, they do don't. Show they her cut swing. away. They show her. They show her. Um, you see her backswing. Her so they, backswing they zoom, is shit. They zoom in on her butt. They cut away to the ball getting hit, 
And then no, maybe no, they, so show her they, they show her they show her adjust her like crotch area so that she could bend. And then mm-hmm. they show her her grip, which is all, not a real golf grip. And then she we we see her backswing where she it is not good. And then we see her swing. We just don't see her make mm-hmm. contact. And then they have that shot of the CGI ball. That is weird that they didn't get a golf consultant. And, and, that, and, and that's where sure I'm they'd... skipping on my butt out of the movie. That's the part that struck you as weird, as unrealistic. Yeah, I'm skipping on my ass, bouncing mm-hmm. out of the room, disappointed. Well, but she's you know trying what? to get him. Well, she's trying to get him back in the hacking game, and he's like, "I can't do it," you know. And because um, you know, the uh, I'll get thrown back in jail, and I I care about my daughter, and I want my daughter back in my life, his young daughter. And she's like, "Well, this is how you do get your daughter back in your life. You get all this money, you know, you." Either pay your ex-wife off or sue her. You know, you this is how you get Holly back in your life. He said. She said. And he he he's 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 tantalized, Nick. He's interested. I think he's he's and, uh, he's, he's tantalized. All right. Well, then he also finds her. She's also very much coming on to him, and he's a little annoyed at that, but not that annoyed. You know, because it's Holly Berry, so he's yeah. Interested. Tell you what, they, make, a they do make a beautiful pair. The, I will say when she when he pushes her out of the room, that is brutal. He pushes her out of the door of his thing violently. He like does. If he, you look at the, the stairs that were there, she would be scraped up. She would be ruined. Like the, that is abuse. And I'm to, to be frank, I'm surprised door, you shoved, aren't more uh, outraged. He shoves her out of the door because she she manipulates him. Talks about his daughter. He doesn't like it. Yeah, I don't like it, but it doesn't. She doesn't appear to be hurt, which is good. And she's there for nefarious reasons. You know, it's a little bit. Yeah, when she mentions his daughter, he has to call his ex-wife to see what the story is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And of course, the the the, the uh, agents that Don Cheadle is involved with also are keeping dibs on the second best hacker in the world and his family situation. Did you like the joke about the porn that her husband makes? What that he has a movie called Backdoor Productions or something, or well, produ- production company. They're in the surveillance. Whatever. They're in the surveillance van or room or whatever it is, and they mm-hmm. start talking about this porn thing. And Skip Woods writes some dialogue that's supposed to be clever banter, yeah. and then one of the guys pulls up a VHS of her of his porn with her in it. He happens to have a VHS tape of his porn with him in his with uh, great with with his ex wife in it. Is yeah. that what she's is she starring his movies? Yeah, so one of the cops knows. in the surveillance team. Yeah. Happens to carry a VHS of a porn around with him, and Cheadle's not—he's not amused. But yeah, that whole thing is kind of a weird, obviously a very weird. Um, Jerry De Matteo from Sopranos, she filmed all her scenes in one day. Do you believe it? Yeah, me too. Hey, we didn't mention this is a reunion, a quick reunion of Jackman and Barry from from the original X Men film, and it's a reunion of Dre Matteo and Bullet Holes. That's true. Yeah, she does get killed. Um, although, well, they they never really say. Does she? Does she look dead? But maybe she yeah. survived it. Yeah, it's. This movie's gonna be hard hard to talk about, Nick. Very hard to talk about. Until we get to one scene. I can't wait. Um, what do you think about uh, the big reveal of? Uh, so he, obviously, he he meets John Travolta, Gabriel, mm-hmm. and they have a meet cute. And they uh, and they start to bond or whatever or, or be threatening. You know, he gets a blowjob while he's hacking. That's your favorite scene. Is that the scene it's you want to talk about? It's the scene I remember. No, and yeah, it is a very weird scene because Holly Berry flies with Jackman to 
wherever this takes place. LA. My nightmares. And um, he, uh, they enter some club where, of course, some laptops set up, and Hugh Jackman has to break into what FBI? I don't even. I don't even know. I didn't keep track of where they're hacking. Some government agency. Yeah. And he's got it's got some you know encryption on it, and they're like, "Can you hack this?" And Hackman's like, "Well, I, I could, but I'm not going to. But if I did, I'd need a week or something." Travolta's like, "You have sixty seconds." Vinny Jones puts his gun a gun to his head. Vinny Jones, one of the thugs in this. And then this woman starts to give Jackman a blowjob in front of this huge crowd of people, like all his mm-hmm. henchmen. Yeah. And so he's got a gun to his head and a woman in his lap, and he's trying to concentrate to break a code before he's killed. And he does actually gets it done. They don't, they, they said it's a prank, you know, after the 60 seconds runs out, but he flips the laptop around and he did, he did hack it. With his masterful coding. Now, I don't know if you know this, if you, if you want the Zoom, but they sent uh, Hugh Jackman to boot camp for this before the movie started to learn hacking. That's him to boot camp. I get it. Sent him to boot camp, Nick. <laughs> you called him Hugh Hackman earlier, and it made me very happy. Did I really? <laughs> Hugh Hackman? Well, that was hopefully un- it was not intentional, but maybe it's great. It was. It's great. Um, you know who uh, you know who heads up the um uh the boot camp. Let's hear Dale it. Dye's brother, Gail Dye, actually. What's his name? Gail Dye. Dale Dale's Dye? brother. Gail Dye's brother, Gail Dye. Yeah. This is this is going so well. This joke. <laughs> Anyway, we didn't talk about this. I wanted to zoom in on this. And then and then it's so funny because Hugh Jackman, they give him his PC. And then Mr. Dyeshoes goes, dude, you got a Dale. Let me at, let me ask you this. We we talked about this a little bit in the scene. Does Hugh does Hugh Jackman have an orgasm in the scene? That is the only question that we need to answer. This is about maybe an okay, let's just get this out of the way. This is an awful scene. It's a terrible scene that they film. It's embarrassing that they filmed the scene. It's, it's awful, but did he come? I'm going to go, I'm going to go completely on the record. He came 10 seconds into it. So she gargled his living loads for 50 seconds of that hacking sequence. She was down there just moving it around. Like, like she, she was done. She, um, being the people in the next hotel Hel- room were Hel- thrilled. Helga. Yeah. I think is her name. It's this, uh, one of the, the ladies in the, in the, in the club uh yeah uh i don't think that's the case but t- when he goes to the bathroom to recover from this violation it really is a violation Halle Berry does throw him a towel like he needs to clean up he came i'm just envisioning the people in the next room hearing me talk about a living load well, here's the thing. People do get turned on by things, and I bet people got turned on by the scene. I bet there's people that have, I don't know, gotten frisky to this scene or jammed down on this scene a little bit. I think that, yeah, there's probably some guy in like Podunk, like North Dakota, who's like, I'm going to go back and get my GD and maybe learn me some computers because I like to get bloated, bloated <laughs> while I'm typing. Yeah, usually it's the people, the, the hackers doing that to themselves when they're, when they're, when they're in front of a, a computer. Yeah. I zoom in. But here's the thing. This movie does have, um, you know, Halle Berry got her kid off for this movie. She's naked in here. 
Yeah. You know, so people, maybe people put this one on on date night, you know? This movie would be perfect if instead of Hugh Jackman, they cast Mark Boone Jr. (laughs) As the hacker. Well, first of all, that is more realistic. If you believe that. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about every single scene in this movie with with Mark Boone Jr. instead. Like him trying to fit in, in Travolta's TVR and, you know. Yes. And, and then what the, what, and then him and Draymond DiMatteo's byproduct, it, it would look how it would look. You know, instead of looking like Jenna Malone cosplaying as almost famous, it would look like a little fucking bear hug or something. I mean, Mark Boone Jr. would have made a meal of this role. He, he would have done great. And he, and, and what, what is, what is Jackman's first name? What's his name in this? Henry Jobson. Mm hmm. Stanley. Stanley Jobson. Which is a riff on Steve Jobs, apparently, yeah. for some reason. Um, and Travolta laughs whenever he the the sixty seconds runs out on the hack job and the blow job. He says, "I was just fucking with you, Stan." You know, like it's a big joke. Mm-hmm. Holly Berry has this look on her face, like she's like sympathetic that he's getting blown while he's trying to has a gun to his head. Yeah, <sighs> it's just so stupid, Nick. I mean, this is like really dumb shit. Yep. And this movie is like a, you know, made some money. It's not like a flop. It's kind of has a favorable rating on IMDb. No. What do you mean no? It's 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 hated out there. It should be. It's hated by Earth. Okay, so you think about this. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of Last Boy Scout they're trying to emulate. Michael Bay. Yeah. There's a, well, yeah. There's a, well, yeah. A lot of that. That's Tony Scott. But they're they're emulating a lot of Tony Scott and Michael Bay stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they try to pull a Point Break with the dumbest foot chase. In town, the scene where they jump off a cliff—it's yeah, bad. I was watching them roll down the cliff for a while, a long while, and I, and I was I was astounded how stupid it was, how stupid that whole so, sequence is. Well, he tries to get away from the police because the police stop him, and he he el- the Jackman elbows a policeman in the nose, and then he fl- he flees, and he has to he comes to a crossroads, right? Either get arrested or jump off this cliff, basically, or this, and so he does. He jumps. And then Cheadle follows, and, this other, and they're just rolling down for like a couple minutes, a la William Peterson in Mulholland Falls. <laughs> Except he was appropriately destroyed at the end of that. Like these guys are but, not much worse for the wear. But they um, then they hit a slip and slide area of this of the. I think that's the like the, the av- like they're falling like the avalanche protection or the falling rock. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then Jackman lands and and keeps running. Remember, and, like and then, he kind of well. And it's the beach. They're down there at the beach. And of course, mm-hmm. somehow the other cop who he elbowed in the face knows to drive to that exact spot to corner him. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course he does. He's got a time. They're rolling down the hill for like a couple minutes. And then it, hurt, it, hurt it was weird that Jackman started getting a blowjob on the way down. Like I was <laughs> like, what is this movie? Then the story takes us back to his interactions with Travolta. And he walks well, Travolta Halle- welcomed. Well, he, so he he passes the test, Nick. Travolta welcomes Hugh Jackman into his inner sanctum, and he gets to be the hacker de, de jour. <laughs> and he he you know he has a big hacker. Mansion in, yeah, he's in res, he's hacker in residence or something like that. Yeah, and he shows him the setup. He shows him a room with six with monitors, this, seven monitors, six. And, and Jackman, I counted it seven. I counted it actually it seven. Six, seven. There's a laptop screen as well, but there's six. Well, but then, so you're talking about the laptop screen, you're not counting that? 
I am counting it at a seven if you want to count the laptop screen. You're such a you're such a douche. But That's as far incredible. as the display, it's six screens because I spent I watched it this afternoon after we spoke about it. <laughs> I like how you discount the seventh screen because it's the laptop screen. That is there as well when he peeps into the room. Travolta shows him this 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 uh, this the this workroom that he's going to be in, and and Jackman's jaw jaw drops. Like he is, he's never seen anything quite like this. It's an, what an incredible setup. The power of seven monitors or six on one laptop. <laughs> he, and he doesn't, he never explains how many, if there's like seven CPUs or mm. if there's, you know, if there's some special brain that's powering it, there's no, he doesn't brag on the specs. It's just this, this stupid looking. No, he doesn't say anything. He says nothing about the specs. He just, he motions toward these monitors and Jackman looks like he's never seen and he didn't never think anything was so possible that this much power, you know, like, and it all, it has like a couple of screen, like a rolling screensaver on it. You know, like it's. It's insane. And then Halle Berry is there to provide some color that, you know, you have to hack, you have to hack into it to get it to work. Like it's got, it's got, you know, it's got tough ass to it. It's no problem for Jackman. I mean, he's, he's good for that. There's a scene after this chase scene. He goes back to the house. Halle Berry is super hot and changing. And he walks in on her as he she's and he sees that she's wearing you a missed wire. her naked scene. She's naked before this. Like, oh, so you want to talk about that? It's not what I don't. Up. But like, that's what I'm saying is like she, she has a nude scene in this when she's like reading a book and then she takes her book away. And I didn't even look. I just looked at her eyes the whole time. And so then, then, you know, so there's like this big flirtation between them. Like she's very much coming on to Jackman, but then he, yeah, he, after he has this interaction with his daughter who he hasn't seen for a long time, he comes back to, to the mansion. And he walks in on Holly Berry uh, and, and undressing or trying to dress. And she's got a wire on her and she's like, I'm DEA. This is after she bragged about her IQ. Did you notice uh, what was hanging on her walls in that room? <laughs> very bad. Oh, I did. I, naked I drawings. Did. Bad, bad naked drawings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, know, maybe some yeah. famous artists. I thought I thought it was a Halle Berry drew naked people. No, I think it's probably a famous artist. I did notice those. Let's zoom in and say that at the end of the film, it turns out Halle Berry is not with the DEA, and she's partnered up with Travolta, and she's a bad guy, right? So yes, and so this is all a ruse. So she's faking this to get him to whatever dumb reason she's doing this, right? It's obviously a, right. a plant. A plant. Because Travolta actually is in on it too. But here's what's so funny. Um, Travolta comes in and he makes Hugh Jackman go out to get a coffee with him. And they leave the room. And then the last shot is Halle Berry sighing with relief. So if she's acting it out and they left the room, is she doing this for the audience? She's trying to make us feel like... Maybe she's a sigh of relief that he bought it, that Jackman bought I think DEA. I think this movie is disingenuous. Of course it is. Oh. It's a misdirection. Like Travolta has this big speech about misdirection and the movie's misdirecting the audience as well, I guess, you know, so whatever. It doesn't matter. By the way, at some point, your kid's going to see the pink thing and you're just saying, hey, that's misdirection. Pink. Oh, misdirection. That's not even right. No, miss is a girl, dude. It's a bitch. Girl dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's a girl. It's a young pup, young, young female dog. Uh, I don't call her. I would never call her the B word, even though. It's more appropriate when talking about dogs. I would never. I would say, I said to him, I said, that's not cool, Mist. That's what I say all the time. It's my favorite uh, gum flavor. 
Um, so anyway, we're we're all over the place in this movie, but we're getting to some special places soon. Jackman's got an earring in this. A little you know, they must have not. They must, and he's got scruffy, kind of a scruffy hair. Mm-hmm. Like a, what do they call that? Like a tousled hair look. They're trying to make him look like cool guy, a cool hacker. He does not look like a hacker ever. No, he looks like a cashier at medieval times. Looks like a handsome guy. He looks boring as shit. He is so. Do they bland. ever get? Do they ever get hackers right in movies ever? Yeah. Have they ever gotten hackers right? I'm sure they have. I hate hackers in movies. Well, I just don't. Is hacking cool? It's not no. that cool. No, especially in today's day and age where so much is... I mean, it's just... I imagine it's a lot of long hours and I bet the room smells like farts. You know, it's not that cool. Well, not only that, they're, they're doing bad things. Hacking is bad. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's good, I guess. No, I don't like when my passwords... I, I, if it wasn't for hackers, I wouldn't have to change my passwords. You know? So this is what happens. So Hugh Jackman starts hacking. He starts to do this job, right? And he starts to drink wine while he hacks. Is, that is del- was this weird. is the worst scene in the movie. So he's in front of that monstrous, like, seven-monitored setup. And he's drinking wine. Like, they have a bag of, like, Doritos open in front of him. They have, like, candy and everything, like the hacker. But he's actually... Instead, drinking Ripped. wine. He's there mad. Is, he's talking to himself. He's, and then he starts dancing to his success, which is he, the worst. He licks. He sticks his tongue out and licks. He does it standing for a while. And yes, he starts dancing with it, singing to it. But there's this one shot where his, fa- his fingers are going stupid fast and stupid. And then he's and then, and then his head is turned and he's looking towards us. And he's looking at the far left monitor. And it's the worst. It is the worst. And though it's set to this awful music. It's it so, hurts but you know so what bad. is he doing? What is he doing here? What's he making? He's trying to make a worm. And then what does it say on the computer screen when he's about to be finished? What does the computer tell him? I don't remember. The message says completing worm. <laughs> <laughs> Which should have been the title of this movie. <laughs> or the rounder sequel. <laughs> the, there's a cute moment. Uh, that I, I like in this movie earlier than this is a scene where they go to get coffee. Travolta when he, when they place the order, it's so cute. Like the the person, oh, yeah, yeah. the breeze was like, I "What do. do you want?" And then Hugh Jackman goes triple espresso, and John Travolta gives him like a cute little look, and he goes two. It's very cute. Yeah, it gives him like a look of respect for his coffee order. Yeah, and, and it's so funny because like they're trying to make triple espresso sound like a real ballsy baller thing to do. I get know, off, I know. Get off my dick. Get off my dick with your fucking three three espressos. Be okay, they should. They, did you see the extended the scene they cut out in the in the deleted scenes? Uh-uh. It was a really funny. I guess it didn't fit, but it was a really funny scene where it's the same thing. Triple espresso and Travolta's like gives him that look and goes two, and then the barista's like, "All right, so triple espresso and double espresso." And he's like, "No, no, I'm sorry. What I meant two triple." He goes, "Yeah, I heard you. Double espresso and triple espresso." It was like this back and forth. And then funny. and then the barista goes. Uh, this is a diuretic, and then it cuts to Hugh Jackman's dickle spray and piss. What? <laughs> spray and piss should have been the name of this movie. <laughs> but the best, the best, the best. And I didn't notice this until the last time I watched this film. Hmm. Please tell me you saw Don Cheadle's tie. I didn't. What, what's oh, going on? It is gargantuan. He has the largest tie I've ever seen. He's a, he's a slim man. I mean, that's no, part no. Of it, I'm telling you, he they gave him the largest tie known to Jesus, and it just blew me away. You, it, it's almost you almost can't see his shirt. 
So that's pretty awesome. So next week when you watch this again, you got to pay attention to that tie because it. I'm, seriously, <laughs> when I was when I saw this tie this time around, I was like, "There's no way Justin didn't catch that." No, I was gonna say Travolta gives a misdirection monologue in the car. He's talking about Harry Houdini. Okay, it's, it starts it's off like, with the. You want to talk about bad dialogue? Mm-hmm. It's that scene starts off with him going, "Have you ever heard of Harry Houdini?" <laughs> Does he really say it? Have you ever heard of it? Now, unless he's got the the guy from The Gods Must Be Crazy just showed up in his car, that is some unnecessary dialogue. And then Jackman starts to answer in the affirmative, and he cuts him off. He was a magician, a bit of an escape artist. But the same guy Didn't Jackman play kind of a riff on Harry? Was it? Sort of, yeah, but... yeah. So Travolta plays a guy who exists in a world beyond your world, right? Yet he 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 doesn't know that people have heard of Harry Houdini. And he could just say Houdini, right? I mean, you don't right. have to say Harry. Yeah. Or he, he yeah, what if he said, Houdini. "Have you ever heard of Harry?" And, and Jackman interrupts him. I got it. Thank you. Don't need to finish. Of so course, he talks about misdirection, which is a big part of this movie because you start to find out, like, you know, we're skipping around, but. This is this this conversation that he's talking about. Uh, it's when Hugh Jackman is out of wine and is he he's he drank up all the wine. He goes to the wine cellar and he's looking for the same you know vintage of wine or the same bottle of wine that he's been drinking that he loves mm-hmm. to hack to hack to. He loves to yeah. drink this bottle of wine and hack to it. And um, he goes to this wine cellar and he comes across a dead body and it is Travolta. It's the exact look a dead version of Travolta. And he goes, what? <laughs> and he runs into the alive Travolta who yeah. says, come with me. Yeah. And, and go, he uh, takes him on a car was, ride. Yeah. Another in, really ingenious scene. <laughs> they start to get tailed by bad guys. There's a big shootout and um, he Travolta makes Jackman take the wheel and he can't drive stick. And he says, I can't drive this thing. And Travolta says, learn and then instantly he's driving like he's been driving for his every day of his yeah. life well he's a hacker so he can drive stick now like he just has to look at things yeah and then they had the whole trouble to a two guns thing that was so popular back then mm-hmm. it's rough there's a lot of guns like a lot of people getting killed by travolta's big guns he's shooting up cars he's shooting up, cars are exploding and then Flipping he looks at buildings he, yeah and then he finds out that he sees the, the dead body of one of them and he realizes that he's been set up by old Sam Shepard and Tate Donovan, the government men. And they get away with it too. With There's no repercussions. They do not. Oh. Travolta then flies to where Sam Shepard is fly fishing. He says he delivers another monologue about how fly fishing is like ma- masturbation or at least like a mini monologue. And then he shoots Sam Shepard uh, in the chest. As as Tate Donovan blows up in his car, that's that's somehow spliced together. Like we care who what happens to Tate Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> who cares what happens to him? He's too. It's subtle too because Senator's out there fishing, and a helicopter just pulls up right next to him, just shoots him in the tum. Well, he, uh, yeah. Another thing that's weird is he Travolta has a line about. Thomas Jefferson shooting somebody on the White House front lawn of the White House or something for treason. Yeah. And it's been debunked. 
Yeah, and then even Sam Shepard in the movie is like, hold the phone. Thomas Jefferson? Like He doesn't understand, and then he gets shot. His last thought is to correct a, a rumor or an inaccuracy about Thomas Jefferson. Anyway, he's a bad senator. He's corrupt. He is trying to silence a man that he's made, Nick. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what to do. And more shit happens. Well, then, then they go back to that blowed up the the hostage in the at the beginning of the movie. The hostages in the bank. The world. Well, it's bank, so stupid and- because they they go to the scene where basically Hugh Jack- Hugh Jackman pulls out Don Cheadle's business card, and then the next scene is the beginning of the movie. So yeah. I guess what you're saying is he called Don Cheadle, and then they arranged a meeting with with Travolta. Uh, no, I think that that, that isn't that crime and, ha- and and taking place. And he called Don Cheadle for help, and then all those hostages were taken, and all that crap happens. But the the upside of, or the what's happening here is he needs Jackman to hack something to transfer money to it, and Jackman tries to pull a fast one. And oh, his daughter is also there. Remember, they kidnapped his daughter. Yeah, that's why they're there. That's why he calls Cheadle, and he does it. He transfers this money to these bank accounts, but then, uh oh. It's created a worm, Nick. It created a worm. And the, and the money then leaves the bank accounts. It just doesn't matter. The best is like they kind of finally glint. You get some code that Jackman's typing. And it says timer equals zero, comma, cancel clock timer. That's his big, that's his big genius hacker. You know, that he's typing that stuff in there. I think that's later. That's when Halle Berry's life's threatened and he has to reverse his worm. I'd like to think that the production added like they had to like do massive reshoots. Yeah. Cause they realized um, hacking isn't cinematic. No, it's not. Hmm. You know, what's this funny? movie is, is if you watch clear and present danger, there's a scene where Travolta, I'm sorry, where uh, Harrison Ford is trying to get some information across the wire. And while Henry Zerny is in the next room trying to, that is so intense and so riveting, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like low-level hacking. Well, Henry, yeah. Zerny, Henry Zerny's on it. I mean, it's always going to be intense when he's on screen. I'm not going to argue with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how do people not learn? How do people not learn? Let's just fast forward through the end. What happens? By the way, no, no might. There's not one use of a mouse. Mice are seen as weak. The hackers don't use them, I guess. You know, they just have to be typing on the keyboard all the time and doing like. A, you said something really you know, interesting a second ago. Are we going to the? Let's go to the end. So yeah, let's just fast forward to it. Like what happens? Halle Berry's life gets threatened. So then Hugh Jackman has to reverse course on his worm, and then they get they. There's a bus that they uh, they get all the hostages on, and then a helicopter comes out of nowhere and lifts the bus into the sky to get it away from the cops. Um, and then there's an accident, like the, the, you know, the bus starts, you know, there's a, this perilous journey to the top of a skyscraper where people are falling out of the bus. Vinnie Jones falls out, hanging to one of the hostages and explodes. Um, and then, but uh, he, gets, he gives an awful little monologue inside the bus. That's supposed to be funny or cool. And is neither. Yeah. Hey, if this guy's looking at me, threatens to shove a rocket launcher up his ass or something. It doesn't make any sense. This whole thing is just... Uh, so anyway, so they get to this, the real, the true escape. Like, they're going to escape by this other helicopter. 
they take a helicopter to the helicopter. Yeah. And um, Travolta gets on board, supposedly, and then Jackman blows it out of the sky with an RPG. And, and that's um, an awful effect shot as well, by the way. So then it's like they then the best part of the movie is they the next scene they're in the morgue with Hugh Jackman and Don Cheadle and they remove remove a sheet and it's the charred corpse of John Travolta's character. It's the, it's the charred wine cellar corpse. Yes, and then Jackman starts to put two and two together and he goes he starts hearing the the misdirection monologue and this is this is my favorite of the whole movie. He starts to remember all this stuff, like because he because they can't find Holly Berry's body. So what happens is we didn't say this. Travolta shoots her in the chest, and then Cheeto's like, "We don't have any record of some DEA agent there, and we couldn't find anybody that's dead that looks like who you're talking about." So he starts to realize it's been a trick. So he's like playing, replaying the whole movie in his mind, and he gets to the part with the helicopter that he eventually shoots out of this guy, and he sees Travolta. <laughs> Going go around stairs. the other side of the helicopter to get on it, and then there's a quick shot of him running downstairs. <laughs> so best. That's the misdirection is he didn't get on the helicopter and instead <laughs> went downstairs. <laughs> what a genius. Just like Harry Houdini, you know? <laughs> and, it, I mean, Jackman's remembering seeing this. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I guess he could assume that's what happened. It's his Kobayashi moment, you know? Killed, <sighs> killed it. So then, you know, Travolta, um, they cut to him in like some, you know, other part of the world and he's blonde and he's, he's with got, Holly he's Berry. Got his primary color hairdo or whatever, right? And they blow up a boat and, you know, with a terrorist on board and the end. So that's what, what, what are they trying to say that his, his character does? What is that? I don't, I, you know, they're trying to make his character into be, he's a bad guy, but he's doing it for the greater good, you know? Like I said, I he's like a Bond villain that actually gets to live at the end and do what he says he's going to do. Right? This is the... We've done some bad movies on here. This is the worst movie we've done on here. It might be, actually. It might be the worst movie we've done. I actually was angry at it, and then um, they, at the end, they they actually referenced Sugarland Express. Like, Travolta goes... I didn't like that way that ended. Like that's his excuse of why the bus is flying in the sky. Cause I didn't like how Sugarland Express ended. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's going to, you know, like no one. I mean, I know Sugarland Express, but I don't remember how it ended. I remember it's it not boring. great, but skip woods. He gets a petrified uh, forest mentioned in there at the end, which I liked. I was like, I always like dreamed of going to the petrified forest. Yeah. Do you think Holly, you think Hugh Jackman's daughters misses her mom? No, I was murdered. Who was murdered in front of her. Yeah, yeah. She looks fine. Anyway, by the way, um, you know what would have been a good name for the Blair Witch Project? Skip Woods, <laughs> or good advice at least. You know, yeah, that's a good advice for almost anybody in a horror movie. Just Skip Woods. Skip right. is a good first name. I was thinking about that last night in my bed. What? Like what gets? At what sort of circumstances have to go wrong for you to be given the name Skip? Is it a nickname usually, or did someone actually put that on your birth certificate? I'm sure it's gone both ways. I, I know a guy named Skipper. I know a guy named Skip. I imagine it's a pseudonym for him. He's only 51. Is that picture. That, that picture on IMDb makes him look like an ultra douche. Yeah, he looks like uh, Mickey Rourke. He looks like a douche. Um, looks like he got Travolta's hair guy. 
Um, this is like this, you know, it, this movie is a product of its age. This was right, at, you know, during the the heyday of the style over substance action boom that was happening, and it is right. it's proof that that whole cookie cutter mentality. These guys would pay attention to the wrong shit and try to emulate the wrong shit. Because if you look at, you could say that you don't, you know, you could say bad things about some of Michael Bay and Tony Scott's stuff, but there was a lot more to them than just met the eye. There was actually a little bit of extra shit. Like even like, I mean, the rock is great. Armageddon, bad boys, one and two last boy scout. Uh, there's those movies are, have a lot of value to them, even though they're mindless, you know, this looks like an automaton watched those movies and tried, you know, when they have those um, robots, like, what do they call that? Where they where they have like a, a robot try to uh, assimilate like song titles based on an algorithm or something like that. You know, I know there, at, at Valentine's Day there was there was a hilarious um, heart shaped candies where a robot had determined what they should say on them, and it was okay. And it was one of them was like uh, body party, which made me giggle. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like an alien came over and decided what an action movie was based on superficially watching a few. Sucks. I I don't think this is Skip Woods' picture on IMDb. I feel like this is Mickey Rourke. I don't think we're talking about that. But this movie's a diarrhea horn, though. Well, let me pull up my screen grab that I took of this guy because I had to. It just looks like Rourke. This is the picture I saw. Yeah, that's I saw that, but look at his IMDb picture. I saw that too. That's, that's a douche. That's, that's a douche right there. Yeah, but look at the one on his IMDb page. It just looks like Mickey Rourke. That would be unfortunate if somebody did that. That's the picture I took off of IMDb. It's it's this this is the same picture. It's... Oh, go to his Wikipedia then. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. I don't like giving Skip Woods all this traffic. I typed Skip Woods into Google and it just brought me the Blair Witch Project. Oh my god, that is Mickey Rourke. That is gross. Do you think it you think he goes by Skippy? If I was a Skip, I'd go by Skippy. What the fuck's going on? Is that really what Skip Woods looks like? I, I mean, it just looks like Mickey Rourke. I think it's an error. He hasn't written for a long time. He hasn't he's must have just retired on all the money he made from these movies. All that Thursday money that he made. I think that Mickey Rourke picture is Skip Woods. Um, we gotta, we gotta put, we gotta explain the title of this film. We never explain the title. What, why is it called Swordfish? Some famous hack or whatever. Yeah, is that right? Who cares. Have you ever eaten swordfish? Love it. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, it's like a beautiful steak. It's like a nice pizza. I yeah, I love it, but I haven't had it very much. Yeah, it's good though. It's a good zoom. Yeah. So Skip Skip uh, Woods is a douche. Looking yep. guy, not unlike most tattoo artists, right? And one of them is sitting there, just flex, just sitting there flexing, doing that thing that that guys do where they flex so that their mouth, their mouth muscles kind of move. Sure, you know? yeah, he's doing that. Unlike Jody Foster, yeah, <laughs> yeah, his mouth. He's doing that thing where he clenches and his mouth muscles kind of move, and it's like super cool looking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking so about. He's doing that. Tom Cruise, yeah. His mouth muscles move, and um. He's tatting, man. He's fucking drilling into a guy right now, just burning it in, you know, he's burning into yeah. the into the skinny. And he's looking at you. He's like, as soon as I'm done putting it in this guy, you're you're next. So, uh, what are you thinking there? What kind of tattoo from Swordfish would you like? All right, I, I know already. All right, on my one of my fingers, maybe my index finger on my right hand, I'd get the likeness of one William 
Mayweather from this film. You know, his little, he has a douche look as well in this, like, kind of like bleach you know, blonde, short, yeah, bleach blonde hair, stash. Yeah, some Jim Sturgis hair in this. I do it on my finger, just put a little Mayweather there, you know, and just always have him there. I could like just move him around with my, you know, my, you know point, point, do the Mayweather point. I don't know, just like I'd have him there and I kiss him, I kiss my knuckle, which would be his bell. Yeah. I guess it'd be his belly, you know, and, I just I could do a thing. I guess if you think about, it, I could put his his body on my hand and have two of my fingers be his legs. That might be kind of cute too. But I'm still deciding. But I definitely put Mayweather on my hand, William Mayweather. Yeah. And um, you know, he he's not Tom. You know, he's Tom Cruise's cousin. Uh, you know, he's living in the shadow, right? He he's got the he's related to one of the most famous people on earth. However, did he wilt? Under that pressure, did no, he give up? Not at all. Is he still out there crushing it? Yeah, he is. Did you do you remember him from Another Earth? A great performance by him. I think you remember him. I remember him from plenty Lost. of films. Yeah, he played one of the others on Lost. I think right. Um, I don't remember so bad. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I do. I get Mate Brother on my hand. I would get, um, you remember those things with the magnets where you make the beard, you know, the, the bald yes, guy and the magnets and the hair filaments and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So I would have, I would have something similar to that of Travolta. Like it would be a bald, all my entire chest, it's a bald goateeless Travolta, like a perfectly bald Travolta head. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I have a, a scatter gun filled with little chips little chips of lead shavings. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, when, do you want to put Travolta's, you want to set him up? You want to load up Travolta today? And I give whoever's local the scatter gun. It's like, here, take a blast at me. Let's see what let's see what we could do with Travolta this time. You know, and and the ultimate goal is to shoot the scatter gun at point blank range into my chest and embed all these shards and fragments into the exact effigy of him from Swordfish. You know, you want to blast my chest with your lead and your blown out shrapnel and shards so that it's got that awful dome and then that landing strip, you know, dick taster. What do you think? What? He does have uh, that's a that's that's a little bit of facial hair. That design of facial hair, that line that runs from the bottom lip to underneath the chin, whatever the hell has happened, that strip. I've never seen that repeated like almost on anybody. I've seen it way too many times. You you've seen this, huh? Yeah. And it's like, it's usually on people. You know the funny thing is, and it's usually on mm-hmm. people who uh, are way too shiny. Like they they put way too much lotion on their like they're bald except for that. They have that little strip, and everything else is like super shiny. They're wet. They're like just, damp and wet and shiny. I've never seen it in real life. I don't think. And it's always an option in video games when you're designing a character, so you know it's necessary. Actually, the swordfish look should be one of the default settings in every game creation maybe it is called the swordfish from this movie you know so look you've been inserted into this movie you're a piece of swordfish you know Mm -hmm. what what was what role do you take in there i'm the world's third best hacker okay and so uh travolta rings me up because uh jackman's playing tough to get he's like uh hey you want you want in i got something for you and i'm like well i just snuck past firewall and put the worm in if you get my drift I just got super laid. And Travolta <laughs> is repulsed by my crassness. It's like, I'm like, I hacked in this morning. You know what I'm saying? Unix, Linux, I fucked her. You know, COBOL, right. you know, C++, Visual Basic. Mm-hmm. I'm in there. I'm knee deep in it. The worm is in. 
And so he hangs up the phone and I go, you know, floppy disks like on my person, like I'm like an otter laying on my back putting floppy disks. <laughs> what about you? I'd stroll in and it's famous actor Gene Hackman. And I'd be like, uh, you rang Travolta? I heard you're looking for the man, the, the legend Gene Hackman. You need me for some reason? And Travolta, you know, Gabriel's like, no, no, we needed the hackers. Yeah, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, you said you needed a hack man. You me, you know, like I'd get it'd be a big, be a big thing. Yeah, and and it would just be like, so then you know, I don't know what would happen. I get nothing beyond that. Like Hackman's still killing it. He's still out there, right? He's retired. He's, he's writing children's books. He's writing children's books and stuff. But yeah, he's retired in that. From is he ninety now? Yeah, but he's the best ninety you'll ever see. Ninety one. It's a good actor. Love, love that guy. Way to undersell him. Like he's one of the best that's he could, ever done it. He could have been in. This movie, he, he remember he also took like just shit gigs towards. He was an enemy of the state. Too similar. Yeah, but he played his. He was playing his character from the conversation, I guess, in that movie, sort of. I mean, like, yeah, it was a. Ref- How many hack? We've done. I know we've done at least one Hackman film so far on here. Have we done? Like Common we, Valor. We didn't. Yeah, but how else? We, that's it. I don't think we've done I think anything that's else. That's it. Yeah, son died in that movie. <laughs> I think you made mention of another show. I couldn't. Yeah. Can't remember. <laughs> Look, you've uh, been given the escrow is cleared. You've been given the financing to do your own swordfish related product line or or attraction or business enterprise. You have an sure. idea of what yeah, you yeah. do? Oh God, mine's subtle. You, you, there's this, you know, there's a new mall opening up near you, and they're talking about this ultra cutting edge movie theater. Oh yeah, I can't wait! I can't wait to go there. Mm-hmm. And, and you go in, and it's called Swordfish. Is uh, Swordfish Cinemas is what it's called. And you go in there, and uh, you let's say, what's a good movie that's coming out real soon? Let's say, let's say it's Black Widow, right? You sit down in the theater, and the curtains pull back, and there's six screens all in weird places around you. You have to watch the movie like that, and then there's a laptop Seven. on the ground too. You have to watch the movie like a fucking fly, you know. I wish my eyes were fragmented because this is stupid. And then you go to demand your money back, and you realize that they've already cleaned you out. It's a bad business. Well, it's a good business idea, I guess, from your side, but I can get a lot of repeat Although, business, I don't think. There is a silver lining. They completely blackmailed Mike Figgis, hardcore, forced him to go in and reshoot. So now you can watch Time Code, and he's broken it up into six screens now and one laptop. So you can watch Stellan and Salma give the old rip roar in the top right corner. I never saw Time Code. It's worth it, right? It's worth worth getting there. It's time to catch up. The sad thing is, it's it might be Mike Figgis's most most accessible movie. Mike Figgis, what has he done lately? Anything? Not much. So um, I would just, you know, how they, I would try to get on the trend, the toy trend for, you know, kids like Cabbage Patch Kids or um, like what are some Furbies? Yeah, like things that like you know the hot toy of of the year and i just i would produce a charred travolta corpse and so you know you have kids you know kids having the torso the charred torso uh, half I, guess, I think it's a half i think it's in half when we see it at the end in the morgue and it's faces you know it's the body's face is all charred kids have that underarm carting it around put it in the backpack i don't know yeah. Just something fun to play. You know, dogs can chew on it. Oh, hey, shit. The movie's over. Thank Jesus. But there's a stinger after the credits. What's going on? What happens yeah. in the post? In the post cred? What's happening after after the events of this film? After they even have kind of have like a extended scene, like where you see Travolta at the end with Holly Berry. What could happen at the end here? Okay, so 
Travolta is uh, he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's in a very deep call. Halle Berry is like nuzzling up against him, saying, "You know, she wants to make time. He can't sure. be bothered. He can't be bothered. He's on a very important call." He's like, he, fr- mm-hmm. he whisks her away. He's like, "Get away from me, shoe!" So she goes downstairs, and there is a entire room filled with fake Travoltas, dead Travoltas, and she she takes her her gear off and jumps into him like a pool. And is just writhing, <laughs> writhing with all these naked dead Travoltas, like getting it out. The camera time lapses, and you and you see those dead, rigid faces just start to smile a little bit. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I was gonna say something similar, I guess, but I'll switch it. They have a line in this that say the Travolta says, "This will be all be over before you can say cat in the hat." So fucking bad. I hate that line too. They it just like a slow zoom into the ocean. You, know, you see like this watery, like this this watery expanse of ocean. Camera just is kind of hovering on the surface of the water, and it dips below the surface of the water. You know, it dips into the water. You, know, you hear the blah, 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 that kind of stuff, and it just keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and then it swims into view a swordfish, and it just winks. That's the end. <laughs> I think it, their anatomy it's gotta, just allows such an activity. It's, it's got a laptop tied to his dorsal fin. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, when I as as painful as that was to come up with, that's a, I would love to see that. At the Me end too. Of this film. Well, you're you're pl- you'll be pleased to know Swordfish has been granted a sequel. Fuck, I'm not pleased to know this. <laughs> and you get to come up at the store. How are you gonna make this rocket happen, Hugh Jackman? Now has custody of his daughter because Drea is out of the picture, and he is loaded. He's got ten million in the in the bank, so he's killing it. He's just chilling out, you know. He's like laying out there with his towel on, just hanging. And the school calls says your daughter is uh, is being suspended. He goes in there, sits with the principal. Turns out she's been hacking into the computers at school, changing yeah. grades, getting involved with stuff, and right. like, uh, like like father, like daughter. Exactly. He's like he's like all right. Look, you're forgiven. He's like, who taught you this? And then she takes him out back and she goes into this limo. You know, there's a limo out back. He sits down. There's two shadowy figures sitting there. The people that that have, are in cahoots with his daughter. It's Felicity Huffman. <laughs> you know who. Is this the scandal? Yep. Is this the scandal? Uh, what's her face in Full House? Larry Laughlin. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, this girl is in cahoots with them. And she is the fucking key. They, yeah. they, did, the, they did the hackins. And then Matthew Modine's in a movie about it. Perfect. <laughs> he is. Yeah. So I that love was... listening to Matt. Have you listened to Matthew Modine interview lately? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's very he's very uh, environmentally conscious. Conscious, and yeah, he's just it's, he gets on he gets he, he he goes on and on about it. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's proud of himself. I do like him though. He's, he's like yeah. <laughs> he's like I, I only I only poop into a corn husk and shoo it out into the woods. He, I like how he'll go on and on about it. I guess anyway, I'm in the new wrong turn movie. Um, after after he talks <laughs> 20 minutes about the environment and how how everybody needs to be more cautious with their you know recycling and their refuse and their energy spending, and then he's like, I'm in the new wrong turn movie, which was necessary to the earth, <laughs> needed to be made. It's gotten good reviews, and the funny thing is, is you watch a trailer for it and they are talking about this film, like this from visionary filmmaker. You've never heard of this guy. Yeah. You know? It's like, come on, get over yourself. 
mine goes into the world of uh, fly fishing because you know as you glimpse it here, and the sequel involves the, this you know this old this kind of this old traditional um, you know sport of fly fishing yeah you know, just you know, hand down from father to son to father to to daughter all that stuff you know the, the people just nothing ever really changes it's just this tradition except there's a badass fly fisherman with a purple tight purple t-shirt and a hoop earring and he's looking to uh upend the world of fly fishing with his algorithms and his and he mm-hmm. and he doesn't he has a he has a he has a laptop with a fishing rod taped to it because that's how he fishes is he, he sits there on the shore and he types into the keyboard real hard and then you know the if the line's bobbing up and down in the and he's doing wonders. He's killing it. He's fly fishing like a mother. Like he's just P H I S H. I didn't even think of that. Of course, it's even better. But he's just turning the world of fly fishing on its head. He's this fucking renegade, you know. Like he's just destroying out there, and you know he's putting all these other guys to shame. Um, and so then. You know, he, obviously they have to murder him. So the fly fishing community come together and they decide that this is a peaceful sport, but we're going to have to murder this guy. And they actually capture him and slowly dismember him into the water. And he's in screaming agony over the, the almost the whole period of this film. In the end, the camera goes into the water and then the swordfish winks. <laughs> so can I suggest a title for it? <laughs> sure. Shiver runs through IT. <laughs> Killed it. <laughs> Our show is going to be canceled after this one. This movie is bad, and then we're I'm bad at it. We're, we're talking about it. Are we but, done? Okay, good news. You're on an island. You've been floating around in the sea for so goddamn long. You've collected mm-hmm. all this d- debris from films, and you don't even know what the hell you're doing. But you got to bring something from Swordfish home with you. I bring the disembodied voice of there's a there's a smart house in this movie way back in 2001. And they're at a party and these girls ask uh, the same girls that the women that one of the women that blew Jackman at the beginning of the movie asked them to take a dip with him in this in this pool. And he says, no, that's all right. He didn't bring his trunks or whatever. And they say something to the house and it says. Pool lights on. And the light, then the pool's illuminated. And so I'd bring that disembodied voice with me. But that's the only thing, obviously, it maybe could say. So, you know, it would say pool lights on, which would be worthless. I don't have a pool there. You have the I did like it. It's like, a, it's like a, it's a pre-Alexa Alexa, yeah. you know, or whatever, right? I'd how bring that how voice. many times what did you watch you? that shot of their butts going into the into the pool? I don't even remember it. Do they get in the pool? Yeah, there's a shot of their slow, there's like a slow shot of their butts going into the pool. <laughs> For this, I do kind of remember this now, I guess, because one of the women, like they take their tops off, right? As yeah. they get into the pool, yeah. show you this is a, this is a wild party. Yeah. But Jackman refuses. He doesn't go, he doesn't enter water ever in this movie. Does he ever enter water in this movie? He's in hot water he with doesn't. me as a film watcher. Yeah. So I, I, I assume you thought I was going to take the upper half of Travolta's body. I was hoping, but I, I, I can't ever tell with you anymore. But I'm not. Okay. Taking the bottom half. Okay. So I've got his lower, um, his dead shred, and um, 
what I like to do is when I have a guest on the island, I will leave that lower body, uh, you know, and it's in flagrante. It's naked as the day is long. Uh, I leave yeah. that out on the beach and say, can you, it's like, I need, uh, they'll be in my room. I'm like, can you go get me something? And I'll give them a little treasure map. <laughs> and they'll follow that map out to that, that, that lower body. <laughs> Could you give me something? Here's a map. <laughs> and they're like, what? And it's, it's like, you'll know. It's like, what is it? Is it like, no, you'll know when you get there. It's the only, it's, yeah. And that, that'll throw them for a, a wild day. And then what I'd like to do then is what I will do is I'll be on a webcam um, and I will be in bed. And I've had my bed cut in half. So I'm actually standing behind the bed and I've got his lower legs looking like my lower legs, you know? So sure. like they think I'm like ha- I'm sitting up in the bed with my legs, you know, my toes up. I said, toes are pale, but Hey, I'm, t- I'm typing. And then I just walk out of the frame and the legs are still there. I, they lose it. And I, I, I like giggle like a fucking school marm. Sounds all right. Yeah. The soil hostile and cold No room to carve your signs The watchers cannot see The land has fought the progress When the winter comes We fall Engulfed in our own fire Burning and spinning No control Carries forecast to your eyes. This poison 